Hi everyone, this is a bit of an unusual podcast. This one is different in a few ways. One is that I announced it only like five or maybe ten minutes ago. And uh, the other thing is that uh, unlike normally when I really spent a lot of time preparing my podcast, uh, this time I didn't have much time. And actually I had planned to have a guest in this podcast, but we got some some logistical difficulties. So uh, we uh, have another guest from the same operate, uh, same organization that will come next week. Uh, uh, if if that all goes ahead, and we will talk about uh, rainforest and other issues. But I thought and I asked around a little bit what would be a subject that we could talk about and where probably you could also contribute to. And I thought about changing lifestyles is something that all of us do sometimes in our lives. And some of us are permanently busy in trying to change their lifestyle. Um, and I'm a little bit in that moment as well. So I thought it was maybe a good moment to to talk about it and uh, to hear your opinions and um, and yeah perhaps we could we could have some some interesting exchange of ideas there um, so uh, yeah healthy living changing your lifestyle um, I, I personally got a few reasons to uh, to choose this topic because during the pandemic so basically let's say in the past two years I really moved less. I couldn't go to the gym anymore where I normally went to a few times a week. I'm not at all fanatic, but at least I I kept my uh, my my body um, uh, active and, and I was at least for, let's say, a few hours a week I was active. Um, and so I couldn't do that anymore. And also I used to travel a lot. And normally when I travel somewhere, I walk around a lot because I like exploring cities and um, and that didn't happen either, also because of the, the pandemic. And on top of that, I moved to Ottawa, which is now about one and a half, nearly two years ago, one and a half years ago, I moved to Ottawa. And Ottawa, I've now been through uh, two really long winters. I mean, literally a month ago, uh, on the 13th of April, I still took a picture with snow on the ground in Ottawa. It is now a hot day, but... Winter is just like six months and it's a brutal winter. You don't really get outside. Unlike the pictures you see of all kinds of happy people enjoying the winter in Ottawa. Uh, yes, I'm part of that as well. But then you're out for maybe an hour and then you go inside and drink something warm. You're, you're not really moving as much as you could. So you can't go to the gym. You don't really spend time outside. And the result is that you spend way more time inside. And then you get into a kind of fish's downward circle by uh, because you're not moving your body doesn't feel like moving you don't get that urge anymore to get active so you do less and you spend more time on behind your screens and you start to change your life in a way that all your work is around being behind your screen um, and that is the kind of situation that I'm in uh, now. And I'm not complaining, I'm happy, uh, but uh, I feel that this is, um, being in my mid-50s, that is not a very good lifestyle that I should have. Um, so I decided now about, well, about maybe six weeks, two months ago, that I should make a big change and I can do it now because it's summer there are more chances to uh, to to be outside so for those of you that read my newsletter and that um, follow a bit of what I'm doing and where I'm active uh, they will know that uh, that I plan to do a lot of travel that I plan a change of lifestyle um, and I will um, I will take off from Ottawa for a period of 20 weeks um, and so I'll be away from my normal life in Ottawa and I will spend those 20 weeks mostly outdoors, at least that's what I'm planning to. I want to spend lots of time in nature. I want to have more time for walking. I want to have more time to explore cities and villages and, and dive into local history. And um, that will probably also change the tone of my writing. So I... I and I checked that with the readers of my newsletter, which I still consider my main 
channel of, of, of communication, the main product that I make. It's not so much podcasts, it's not so much tweets on Twitter. I think the, the, the newsletter is, is, let's say, the flagship of, of what I'm doing. And then there's, of course, Instagram and other other things as well. But I think the newsletter is important. So I, I tested with the audience in, in my newsletter, with the, the paying subscribers, um, if they agreed that I would do... Um, a higher frequency of posts but that I would make them much shorter and would make them more visual so much more photos or maybe making use of uh, of videos uh, for this long period that I that I plan to be away and and that was very well received but basically anybody wrote back and there were a lot of people they all said like well either they said we completely trust uh, what uh, whatever you normally do because there's it's a nice variety and other people said yeah please do because we're sick of all the bad news in the world because that's not a factor that I didn't mention apart from sitting on the couch and 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 feeling that it's so cold outside and knowing that you can't go to the gym it's also that the news that we are reading is just so miserable about everything that's happening in the world so. Um, so there are some changes, um, a, a clear focus on the positive, uh, spending more time outdoors, more time in nature, getting more physically active. I've had quite a few health problems. Uh, also, the, that all, well, a lot of that started during the, the, the pandemic. Um, and, and yeah, so I just want to, to, to break that negative circle and give it a more uh, positive spin upwards. So... Um, yeah, what do I hope to achieve by by all these changes? Um, I I hope that by setting a bit of a challenge for myself by traveling a lot, I actually bought a backpack. It just just arrived recently. I haven't had a backpack since I was let me see since I was like uh, twenty three. That was the last time that I actually really traveled with a serious backpack. Um, and that is now a very, very long time ago. And um, so I got a backpack and um, setting some new challenges. Those could be physical, I mean, in, in, in doing a lot of walking, um, but also in the, the work and the lifestyle that I have, because I all my work is, um, is behind a computer or behind my, my iPhone. And... So in theory, it should be possible that I can be like a digital nomad, that I just travel with my iPhone or maybe my iPhone and MacBook together and that any content that I create and any job that I do, that I can do that wherever I am in the world as long as I got the internet. And that is more or less the case for quite a few years already. Um, but that often means that I'm just, you know, in I am in another home or I'm in some some luxury hotel where an organization had put me for whom I'm working. Um, this time it will be more that I'm on the road and still try to uh, to earn my living by writing and, and, and doing the other products that I'm uh, that I'm creating. Um, so, yeah, so it's a physical challenge. It's a work lifestyle challenge. Um, I also hope it will be a healthier life. Um, there are all kinds of things in um uh, I, I think I could lose some weight and never had a problem with that. But once you pass the age of, let's say, 45 or 50, that certainly is, is more difficult to, uh, to retain a healthy weight. So I might lose some kilos. That's uh, something I want to work on. Um, and I think there's another challenge on uh, the kind of content that I create. I, I said I want to, to have it more more visual and shorter and and... and uh, and more positive but that is um yeah that's something i have to work on how am i going to do that and how am i going to make that on the road so there's quite a few challenges and normally i find that having those kind of challenges in improves your lives um it's uh i've been a diplomat for for nearly 25 years and one of my main reasons for leaving diplomacy is that i found that i i didn't learn enough my learning curve was 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 too flat and as soon as i left i have i have i've gained so much from being out there on my own without a completely supporting organization behind me and just experiencing new things and constantly being challenged in in 
in developing new things and in being creative. And I find this life way more interesting than the life I did. Although on paper, if you would ask somebody, you know, is what is more exciting, being some kind of independent journalist um, or uh, being a diplomat, a lot of people say, oh, wow, diplomat, that is really, you know, that, that is really exciting. I find actually that this lifestyle that I have now is, is more interesting. Um, and I plan to uh, to continue that. So those were um, were a few thoughts as as introduction. Um, and I I hope to just go over to you and um, and hear what your ideas are. Have you do you recognize this? Have you been in in a situation where you would like to see some 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 change? And um, and do you have any advice for me or for others that are listening? I see Evelyn. Hi, Evelyn. Thanks so much for joining. Can you? You're still muted. There you are. Yeah. Hi there. Hi. hi. <laughs> Sorry, technical problem. Um. Where should I start? I have like a page worth of notes just from what you said. Oh my God. Did I, <laughs> I hope it made sense what I said. It sure did. Um, I mean, some of you already noticed, but like if I think it was around the same time you moved to Ottawa that my life completely changed. I was in October 2020 in my case. So I... I ended a relationship that was like almost 23 years, moved out, first time really living on my own and faced a lot of challenges. But like you, you know, I like, I like a bit of a challenge and I, I, um, I realized that I could do this. Right. Um, and that was, a very steep learning curve. I mean, just, you know, I don't know. There's like lots of stuff I could talk about here. But anyway, mm-hmm. so um, what I did before the breakup was I was out in nature a lot because I just needed to get out of the house. That was like during the pandemic. That was not a good place to be, right? Yeah. There was lockdown. Nothing was open. So I was out in nature for that reason. Then, um, after I moved out, I started going out in nature to just enjoy nature. And that was a completely different experience. So what I'm trying to say is there's different, different reasons people might go out in nature and there's different goals or different, um, yeah, different things you you want to achieve by doing that for me it was kind of therapy i started walking i'm still walking not as much as i would like but i do like possibly six to six plus hours a week and um that's just um that was a big change from from what i did before yeah do you feel that you came out stronger if you now look back so this breakup was you said two years ago uh one and a half years ago are you now do you feel you're in a stronger position now than you were before and did you did you learn new things so yeah walking is certainly one of course so kind of lifestyle change um oh definitely stronger i seriously i looked up pictures of myself from like two years ago i don't know who that person was i don't recognize myself anymore so yeah and a lot of that had to do with just me like be- starting to believe in myself, starting to believe I could, you know, do things that I was previously told I could never do. Yeah. And that also opened doors to like a new job and all sorts of things. And a podcast, if we had told me two years ago that would, I would have my own podcast, I would have thought you were completely nuts but you know just um i guess the the thing that helped me most was to go out of my comfort zone like um i'm gonna mention willie real quick if that's okay um he's part of a group that i joined just a week before i moved out and 
uh, just being on Zoom, on Zoom with perfect strangers and actually talking to them and, and getting to know them. That was so far out of my comfort zone at the beginning. Of course, they're all really, really nice people, which helps. But things like that go out of your comfort zone if you want to make a change. And I think just realizing that um, changes you want to make, you can make, but also realizing that sometimes you need time to be ready. You know, you need, you might not be ready for the change. And once you're ready, you can believing in yourself that you can do it. And yeah, I'm, I completely admire what you're trying to do. I don't think I could do that or maybe I, I wouldn't want to do that because I'm like, uh, when I walk, I take a train for two hours. I walk for three, take a train back for two. I'm in my own bed. I have the, all the comforts of home and I'm, I'm good with that. So I don't know. Yeah, it's, uh, it's 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 interesting to hear, and I think um, uh, w one of the things that I experience is that once you take a step to do something else, to do something different, what you normally don't do, that it often leads to all kinds of other things. So let let me give you an example. I um, so I I quit diplomacy in uh, in basically on on the first January two thousand sixteen. And then uh, the first thing that I started to do, looking back now, I didn't realize. I saw, I saw that I made a really big change because I was, I was giving up a, a stable job. Um, and uh, the first thing that I then started to do was to work as closely as possible to the kind of work that I'd always been doing. So I got associated with think tanks and I... Uh, I was active on international diplomacy kind of issues, etc., believing that that was the only thing I could do because I had only worked on that. And that it took me uh, that took me about let's say the first two years. It's now six years ago, so you could you could say that the, those first two years, I was I was trying way too much uh, to stay within that comfort zone of of what I knew. You talk about international politics and you, you deal with all kinds of different diplomats or people that are not a diplomat but closely associated to it. And I I got all kinds of titles that I put on my CV that I was I was an associate at this think tank and then I was a uh, whatever uh, all kinds of other titles that I got and. Um, a fellow uh, somewhere else and I was an associate fellow where it was both combined somewhere else. So I, I, I did all those things. And then um, it it took me about two years to find out that I uh, felt much more at ease in just being a public speaker and traveling around the world uh, completely independent of everything and everyone and just giving speeches everywhere of issues that I, that I like to talk about. And that was a fantastic life. I, I really, I went everywhere and I basically got paid to travel. It was amazing. But then the pandemic started. So that is now two years ago. And then I got in a kind of third phase of um, being forced to reinvent myself because I couldn't fly anymore uh, because nobody flew, uh, nor was there an audience in a big room I could speak to because no audiences were allowed in any big room. So I had to uh, to find something else. I, I first briefly tried to do it in, in, in Zoom sessions, etc., which is completely undoable because you can't connect to the audience uh, like you normally can. Um, and then, well, I was also in my move to Canada, etc. And then it is now only um, a little bit more than a year ago in March, uh, so 14 months ago, um, I suddenly saw on Twitter this thing called Substack. I'd never heard of it. And I started writing. I always thought that I couldn't write because I'm not a native speaker. So why should I write in English? And if I write in Dutch, it doesn't help because there's nobody reading it because not many people speak Dutch in the world. <laughs> so I didn't really write. And I, so I suddenly announced then on Twitter and uh, starting in four days, I'm going to write a newsletter. And I started one day and I think for the first hundred days, I sent literally out uh, one every day and later the frequency um, uh, became lower because it was impossible to keep living at that speed. Um, but then by taking that initiative in just these 14 months, 
so much more has changed. I got approached by all kinds of people and companies that are interested to somehow work with me and, and to start new initiatives, etc. And I'm way more than before when I was mainly active on Twitter. Um, I'm now constantly approached by people that see me not as somebody that is retweeting other people's content, but they see me as a content creator or people use even the word influencer, which I think is a horrible word. Um, and, uh, and that has been a period of change in which uh, I've, I've learned so much from that. You know, I know now how to make a podcast. I didn't have a clue how to make a podcast. Uh, it was because a lot of people told me, you know, you should start podcasting. It's something for you to do. And um, and it's uh, and there's constant challenges. I mean, take today. This is the worst prepared uh, podcast, I have to say in all honesty, so don't leave me immediately. But of all these, I think I made now about 60 or 80 podcasts. I never counted. Um, this one was basically completely unprepared. I was like only a half an hour before I started to think of a theme and then somebody gave a suggestion, talk about, you know, a healthy lifestyle or something related to that. And I just spent then most of my time to uh, to find a nice picture and, and to put some text up and put it on Twitter, etc. And by that time it was already one o'clock and I had to start. Um, doing doing that something like that just from scratch i never thought that i would i would be able to uh, to do that i see sharon uh, coming in hi sharon let me see how i can uh make the next caller i think there you are yes there you are and thanks evelyn and please come back in a minute yeah. hi sharon hi alex good morning from arizona and evelyn please do come back because i i liked what you said and um bravo to you um, I can relate. And um, one thing I wanted to say was um, what I thought was that um, Alex would not be relatable. I thought, well, he's a diplomat. He, he, um, he is an all these think tanks. How could I possibly communicate with someone that I perceived, you know, really wouldn't relate to... Um, my lifestyle or where I live, but it turns out I was uh, uh, completely wrong. So it, it just shows you that, um, you know, don't be afraid to, to talk to people. And, and I, I um, also, I always have a label with me, like I'm a former court reporter or I direct a nonprofit or I, um, you know, I'm a consultant. And yes, I am all those things, but I think um, overreaching that, I'm just a nomad like everybody else. I love travel. I, you know, I have challenges. I'm a baby boomer. I'm going through burnout. Um, you know, I'm considering a move from the Sonoran Desert. It's just so hot here. And so um, I was, a, I worked in Northern Arizona for um, uh, two or three years as a court reporter. And I fell in love with um, Northern Arizona, the Ponderosa Pines, the White Mountains. And so I just kept putting the move off. And now I'm actually sending out resumes. So I think when you step outside yourself and, and maybe don't always go by who you think you should be, I mean, I thought, oh, well, you know, I have to say what I did. <laughs> I think. I really have to act professional or they're really not going to talk to me. But I don't think that's the case because um, I think I've done very well just kind of being vulnerable and, um, you know, trying to meet people where they are. So um, that's it. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, that is that is so nice to hear. And it's 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 interesting now. I mean, the, the three of us talking now that you see that all of us. Uh, in, in a way, we're so similar. We all have, you know, perceptions about others. We all have like uh, challenges that we have to deal with. We all have to, we have to make changes, and we we're probably all a bit insecure about it. And we probably all experience that often changes work out for for the good, for the better. And, um, and by the way, I believe your move to northern Arizona, I would <laughs> applaud it. It's just so beautiful there. And, and the temperature is nicer than, than in, in, in the south or southwest where you are at the moment. 
uh, oh, go there, go back to Flagstaff or wherever. It's just such a such a such a wonderful area. It's one of the best places of the U.S. to live. So, um, so that would be that would be great. I I hope that it will work out. That uh, your resume will be picked up somewhere and that you can uh, you can you can move. So, is it is it Flagstaff you're thinking of? I remember you mentioned Flagstaff in an earlier podcast. Um, no, Alex, it's. Um... A place called Pine Top, Lakeside, Sholo, it's actually in the White Mountains, is what they call the White Mountains of Arizona. It, it's probably three hours from Flagstaff. I um, went to school in Flagstaff. I went to Northern Arizona University um, because after I was a court reporter for 20 years, there's really not much you can do if you don't want to be a court reporter anymore. And I was totally burned out. So what was I going to do? I wasn't going to be a legal secretary. I wanted out of that life completely. So I went back to college and um, got a degree in like public agency service. Um, I wanted to direct a nonprofit, which you know I went ahead and did. But now I'm burned out on that too. <laughs> That's another story. <laughs> but anyway, that was where I I was I was working up there at a little uh, town called St. John's, Arizona. It's almost on the New Mexico border, and so I would uh, go to Pine Top a lot. And I fell in love with it. It's just a town of about 12,000 people, and it's surrounded by ponderosa pines. It's surrounded by mountains, and it is so picturesque. I know that Evelyn lives in Switzerland, and I love Switzerland. And the closest Evelyn that I can get to something that looks like Switzerland, or what I perceive, is Greer, Arizona. Um, and I used to work for Judge Greer, whose family founded Greer. So that kind of drew me up there and so it, it's just something that I've always wanted to do Alex that was a long explanation sorry well meanwhile I googled white mountains and it <laughs> looks absolutely stunning how could I how could I have missed that uh, that is that is beautiful. It doesn't look like Switzerland, in all honesty, <laughs> which is also oh, well, beautiful. Oh, Google Greer. Come on, yeah. Google Greer. The closest I was ever to Switzerland, Evelyn, was in um, uh, Garmisch Partenkirchen in Germany. Oh, yeah. And I think that was like four hours. But that was, you know, I just fell in love with like the mountains and stuff like that. So yeah, thank yeah. you. Wow, this looks this looks beautiful. Yeah, but it's, it's these kind of changes. I think that is... It's it's interesting. So if you if you want to change your lifestyle, I mean it. I think one thing is uh, you. Um, it needs some courage to take such a step because often you know what you have, and even if what you know what you have isn't ideal, you tend to to be stuck in it for a long time because at least that is safe and that's where where you've been in. And I, um, I think that's um, that's even why people. Uh, I was just this morning reading about um, uh, 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 somebody had sent me that about an, an abusive relationship that had to do with one of these guys that was involved in the January 6th uh, thing. And his children now spoke up about the kind of man he is at home, which was an absolute monster. Um, and and they were in typically a bad relationship, but they, they stayed in there. They didn't have the courage uh, to, uh, to leave. Hi, Evelyn. Yeah, there you are. Yeah, just c continue. I didn't want to interrupt you. Yeah, no. So, so I, I think in general, people will any any kind of change uh, you make. I mean, that could could be you know changing from the one study you're doing to another study, or from one job to another job, or even from one relationship to another relationship. I think that's that's often uh, you you need some kind of courage to leave to leave behind uh, what you had and and do do something else. I mean, I, I have it a little bit the same now. I'm, you know, I I bought this backpack and it it came in like last week and and uh, Amazon just delivers a, a big box and I'm opening it and it comes out a backpack which is compared to everything that I have in this house. Um, it is just, it's 40 liters. Um, and <laughs> that is just, uh, so basically for, not for the whole 20 weeks, but at least for, for let's say about um, six or maybe eight weeks, um, everything that I own in the world will be in that little backpack. And then I look at the house around me and say, I leave all that behind, you know, all my books and all kinds of all other things. 
So it's it it takes some courage to take that step and to because you you know that you you leave something behind, which probably not. Let's say when you leave prison or something, you'll be happy to leave the prison. But I'm not at all leaving prison. I'm actually li living a, a very good and happy life here. Um, so I suppose that is um, uh, that is something. Yeah, for 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 Sharon, when you when you take that step, it is it's it's some courage. It's an it's basically it's an investment uh, in in yourself. I think that is what life changes are about. How's that for you, Evelyn? Uh, definitely. I'm still learning to take care of myself. I'm not always doing as well as I could be doing. But what I, what I also learned is that, you know, people really need to give themselves a break sometimes. I mean, it's crazy times at the moment. This pandemic, I mean, just mental health wise, it's insane. I mean, yeah. It's like what that does to you, just um, I can only speak for myself, obviously, but for me, it was good that I had to deal with. Um, I don't want to go into that whole thing, but, you know, a lot of childhood trauma that I had to face it. I had to deal with it because there was literally not much else to do. Right. Yeah. So for me, it was really, really good and life changing that you couldn't go out to a restaurant that you couldn't meet friends face to face or, well, I could have done, but we were all trying to be responsible and not do that. So for me, that was good. But I also learned that, you know, if you just want to have a lazy day on the sofa, have a lazy day on the sofa and don't beat yourself up and things like that, that I just learned and there's nobody here who can tell me to get out of my hammock. Right. Yeah. So, which is nice. I love my hammock. That's like what I got myself for my birthday last year. An mm -hmm. indoor and indoor hammock. I've always wanted one and it's, it's just the best thing. Um, can I just pick up on something you said? And I think Sharon, I'm not sure if Sharon mentioned this specifically, but when you said that after you, um, got out of your job and, and decided to do more freelance things that you initially went back to what you knew. And I tried to get out of teaching like three times, I think. I knew that it was not what I wanted to do. I'd known for a while. And then the next job was a job was offered to me and I just took it because it was easy, right? And then um, the last teaching job I quit, the full, last full-time teaching job I quit, it was the same thing. A friend of mine said, hey, we need somebody to, you know, take on like, I think it was 10 lessons a week or something. And I jumped at the chance, even though I knew it was not what I wanted. So that's also what I mean by people really need to um, give themselves a break change needs time and if you can't get out now then maybe you're not quite ready you know and and be ready for being pulled back into a direction you don't want to want to go and not beat yourself up about it same for you know getting out of that relationship that that was not the first try let's put it that way so you know um yeah. And what what um, Sharon also said, I think, was, you know, being vulnerable. Yeah. Just put yourself out there, dare to be vulnerable. And um, I did a lot of work on that, like, um, you know, not really care about what other people think. Like when I joined Twitter, that was a complete fluke that I even did that. Um I, I sort of cared about likes and about what people thought about my tweets. And now I just, I don't know how many followers I have. I don't track any of that. I sometimes see that if somebody likes my tweet or retweets it and that person has like a million followers, I will probably notice that. 
Or if I tweet with Ricky Gervais's cat and then Ricky Gervais likes my tweet, I will notice that. Yes, but it doesn't define who I am or it doesn't define my worth. And that's sort of something I, I learned as well. Yeah, yeah it's maybe also something about growing up in general. I mean, everybody follows a completely different path in life, of course, but I... Um, I remember I remember two things I at a certain moment came across in my life. One was that, and I was really young, I was somewhere at high school, so somebody was interviewed, I had no idea whether the guy was famous or not, but he said um, that his mother had taught him that your life consists of uh, three parts. The first 25 years you're learning, um, the next 25 years you create your life, your starting a family, you're getting your job, you're earning money, you buy a house and a car and everything else. And then when you're 50, you're supposed to give back to society. And I I thought that was interesting. And in my life, I literally, in the months that I turned 25, I got my first serious uh, paid job. And uh, literally the day after I turned 50, I... Um, uh, I gave up my job as a diplomat and uh, and I started to uh, to live independent. So I kind of lived up to that, even though I have no idea who the person was that said it. And uh, the other thing I remember is that I, I was, at a certain moment when I lived in Vienna, I was like, I don't know, in my early 40s, I guess. Um, and um, maybe a bit later, let's say mid-40s. And I met a guy whom I... I'd never met before and never met since. He was he was at that party and, and uh, his girlfriend or wife who stood next to him said, well, actually, it's uh, his uh, 50th birthday today. So I asked him what it's like to be 50. And he said, you know, the good thing about now that I'm 50, from now on, I just don't care what anybody thinks about me. And uh, I am just going to enjoy life and do exactly what I want to do. I want to look like what I want to look like. And I'll just spend my time the way I want to spend my time. Uh, I'm done with uh, doing things that other people want me to do, um, which is a little bit related to uh, that first person. And I found I'm 56 now. Um, and as I said, uh, since six years, I'm independent that I... Um, that I, I turned that corner too when I turned 50, that I thought like uh, from now on, I just, uh, you know, I've, I've, I've spent more more than half of my life already, uh, assuming I won't make it to 100. And um, from now on, I'm just going to do what I want to do. But also that is a lifestyle change. And also that, um, yeah, needs needs uh, needs courage in a way and it it needs uh, you need to be to be brave and you need to um, you're also more alone out there because the moment that you say like okay I'm gonna do it the way that I want to do then it's it's no longer possible to ask other people what they think of you and what they uh, what they advise you to do because you just said that you don't, you're not interested in their <laughs> opinion anymore. So uh, it's also, yeah. it's kind of lonely out there. Is that something you recognize? Oh, not definitely. Not asking for your age in any way. I just, uh, <laughs> but is this in getting older that you, that you have these experiences? Okay. I think I mentioned that I just turned 47, so I don't think that's a secret. <laughs> Um, but anyway, so I have three years to to um, to reach the point. Figure out figure out what what I want to do and then do it. Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess I um, oh gosh, who was that? I think it was Brene Brown. I don't know if anybody's familiar with her, but she does a lot of work on vulnerability and things like that. I think there's a TED Talk and a Netflix special, if I'm not mistaken. But anyway, I think she said that she would only um, take advice for people who are doing what she's doing and really know what it's like and only take criticism from those people as well. So if you find somebody who's like doing similar things to you, then that, that might be somebody to talk to and to get advice from, and then do, still do your own thing, but not, um, not worry about people criticizing you when they're not doing anything remotely like what you're doing. So 
Oh, Sharon said, uh, I love Brene Brown. Thanks, Sharon. Yeah, she's really, she's really good. And, uh, yeah, so that's what I'm trying to, to sort of live by. Also with my podcast, I'm doing it, I'm doing my thing and I'm like, I don't even care who's listening. I mean, I love that, um, Sharon and Willie are listening. Don't get me wrong. Please come back. But, um, it's like, it's, it's, it, took completely different concept and I shared it with people at work and somebody said the sound quality was crap. And I'm like, yeah, well you do it, you know? And um, so it's like, I, I'm no longer as faced. I'm not going to say I'm not faced by other people's criticism, but no longer as faced as I used to be. I would, like have hidden out for like a week if somebody had criticized something I was doing, like, I don't know, 10 years ago, possibly, because I was not, um, um, I was not happy with what I was doing, or I was not in a, in a place where I'd done, where I'd actually done the work to be more self-confident and, you know, um, just before this at like 4 p.m. my time, I joined uh, somebody's podcast. I think they're probably pretty famous in the U.S., but I I've not don't really know who they are. So I just called in and talked to them. One of them has one million followers on Twitter. And what Sharon said before, you know, they're just people. And that's also something I realized, you know, I, I often just um, comment on people's posts rather than just liking it. And I tend to get noticed and I have conversations with people I never thought I could um, ever have a conversation with, you know, like authors or the q and I did with Alistair. I mean, that was just a complete bonus, right? So uh, yeah. just authors, I always have um, thoughts on, on what people, you know, on, on people's books. And I realized that on Twitter, if you comment on somebody's book, they will reply to you and, you know, you could get, um, in touch with people or you can tell them, Hey, I met you at the book signing. It was so lovely to talk to you. And they appreciate it because it can get lonely when people think that just because you have a ton of followers, um, you know, you still want to be, you still want your work, your, in this case, it was tweets or just your work be, be appreciated. And just, um, Twitter giving me that chance was great. And I see Sharon's back. Can I just say, Sharon, I love Arizona in winter. And because I really don't like hot weather, it's a dry heat, like you said, I think yesterday, but yeah, I totally loved it. I love the desert and um, you're welcome to visit me in Switzerland anytime. <laughs> I'll let Sharon in. Thanks so much, Evelyn. <laughs> Thank uh, you. I'll just, just go make next caller. There we go. Hi, Sharon. Oh, Evelyn. Oh, for Alex, forget you. Evelyn just invited me to Switzerland. No, I'm so sorry. Yeah, well, go there. Go there. You can compare it to, to Eastern Arizona. Oh, Evelyn, thank you so much. That is so nice of you. I, I might take you up on that. And, of course, you can come to um, Arizona in the winter. It's, it's very nice. Um, what I wanted to say was to follow up on what something Evelyn said. Um, I believe Brene Brown uh, quoted, I think it was one of our presidents, Alex will probably know American history better than I do, uh, it was Roosevelt, I believe, who said, you know, if you're not in the arena getting your head bloodied, um, then I don't, I'm paraphrasing, then I don't want to hear from you. That must have been you, the, the first Roosevelt, yes. since he was a okay. boxer. Yes, okay, so he said, if you're not in the arena, you know, getting your head bloodied, then, you know, and, and you're not willing to dare greatly, then I'm, you know, I'm not interested in what you have to say or something to that effect. And I think um, one of the analogies that Brene made was, you know, there's these people that always sit in the nosebleed seats. They sit way up in the arena 
and they criticize those that are, I mean, way up in the stadium, and they criticize those that are down in the arena, you know, fighting or boxing, as Alex said, or, you know, uh, trying to make the world a better place, even if it's just to get rid of single-use plastics. And I always used to listen to those critics. It was like, well, you know, I really shouldn't talk so much or whatever. And now I, I, I'm getting over that. And I think that I don't really want to hear from you if you're in the nosebleed seats and, and you're not willing to do anything, you know, to change. But yet you want to tell me or Alex or or Evelyn how to do it. So um, thank you for bringing that up, Evelyn, because I love that quote. Thanks. Mm -hmm. That is, yeah, that is that is a really nice one. And um, I think what maybe changed also is with um, social media that suddenly everybody has a voice. So as as Evelyn said, you know, if somebody with a million followers sends out a tweet, and you have yourself only ten followers, you can already or one follower, you can just you can already react, and your 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 voice counts. And it's uh, so it's. Um, there's a lot of things wrong with social media, but one of the good things is that it's 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 kind of, in theory, it should um, strengthen democracy um, because suddenly everybody can talk to each other. I know, of course, that all the many things that are wrong and it, it kind of exaggerates uh, echo chambers and it it uh, you tend to get noticed only when you take an extreme vision, whether that's towards the left or the right, it doesn't matter much. Um, and, and people in the middle have difficulties getting noticed. Uh, I, I know all these difficulties, but, uh, but still the fact that you can, uh, you, you, you can take that, uh, you, you, you can take on somebody who is, let's say, bigger or more famous or whatever, that I think that is actually, uh, that is a positive point of view. On the other hand, I must say, if I write something, um, with you on Twitter with quite a bit of followers that I have and I, I spend hours on writing a good article and I I post the article and within seconds somebody who couldn't have read it because I just posted it seconds ago is uh, writing uh, all this nonsense about climate change what you write is not true the, the guy can't even have read it uh, and has 10 followers and then that is the first main comment that is on hours and hours of work i sometimes feel like yeah maybe maybe it's a bit too um uh, too um, uh, democratized uh, uh, that uh, uh, that that somebody like that can just take you down without any uh, any fundament to the uh, any fundamental critics just 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 by the fact that you are on politically the wrong side in that person's eyes hi evelyn sorry i'm back <laughs> no no problem this is as i said in the beginning i just want this as i already wrote uh, on top in the text we just just uh this just a chat together this is not some kind of prepared anything we're just we're with a small group we're just chatting it's it's lovely to have you all here <laughs> Um, thank you, Sharon, for um, quoting that correctly. I couldn't remember the exact quote, but yeah, from, from Brené Brown. And um, I put something in the chat as well. It's meant to be, I talk too much, and that's kind of perfect for a podcast. So, um, you know, sometimes you can change your story, your situation, or just a perspective, right? So whereas you might find you talk too much, like, the random situation. If you do a podcast entirely on your own, which is what I'm doing with the help of Sharon and Willie, who jump in, um, you know, it's kind of it's kind of good that you could just talk. So um, that's also something you know. Find find that niche, or if you're like um, me, and I think you mentioned that as well. If you don't fit into a niche because you have uh, interests that are too varied just create your own yeah. niche or your own um, um i don't know career even and um if i could just um mention david real quick um it's he's that guitar man from central park 
And he always says that there was no guitar man from Central Park before he became him. So he just created a job for himself. And that's also something very powerful. You know, find something that you're good at, find something that you enjoy doing, and sort of try to um, do as much of that as you can. If you can make money doing it, even better, or just do it as a hobby, but make sure that you have things in your life that you actually enjoy. I spent too much of my life looking back doing things that were um, expected of me and things that I guess I expected of myself. You know, when you get a certain degree, um, you're sort of expected to do something with it, even if you realize that it's not what you're meant to do. So, you know, um, yeah, I think that was what I was going to say. Let me yeah. see if I missed something. It's, it's, it's funny what you're saying. I, I, I realize sometimes I meet um, former colleagues and uh, that they um, look at me like, how could I leave diplomacy? Because it's, it's like when I was selected for diplomatic class, it was in the top three of the most popular jobs in the Netherlands. Basically, any academic wanted to do that. I've forgotten what the other two jobs were, but I think KLM and Heineken, as two companies, I think they were still uh, still on top. So this was like number three in those days. So I was selected out of, out of I don't know how many people. And then after some 25 years, it's like, well, I think I've seen enough. I want to do something else that for them it's absolutely impossible to understand so it's it's uh that's again that the kind of the bit of bit of courage uh to take that step and as you just said i'm doing now exactly things that i like i like writing i like traveling i like photography i actually like making podcasts and just talking to you guys being out here which i didn't think a year ago that i would ever do that um and um and yes i I found that I can make a living uh, doing that. It's not easy, by the way, um, uh, to uh, to have a, a growing amount of people supporting you because it is a job. I mean, I like my job. There's nothing wrong with liking your job. But it is difficult to to get enough income. There's a few people that, that, that really very kindly support me. But... Uh, widening the group that is that is a challenge trying to create a product that, that people like and and somehow convince people that it's not that i'm not just out there for fun that i'm also creating a product um that is uh, that is a challenge but it is my own uh, choice that i am in this situation i mean i could easily find somewhere a paid job and and just get a salary and um, the challenge would then be less the income would probably be higher um, so it's it's um, it's a more daring adventure to do it this way um, and yeah i think talking about lifestyle changes i think both from what you said, Evelyn, you've clearly made tremendous lifestyle changes. I think you've been really, really brave with your background. You briefly uh, sketched for us uh, that you you dare to step out and 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 look back at that past, but also look forward and 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 set uh, set new challenges for yourself. I think that's really brave. I think also with with Sharon, what you are doing is in in now making making another change, uh, applying for jobs to make it possible that you're now going to live in the region where you really, really want to live. Um, I think that's, that's, that's also amazing that you can, you can do that. And um, yeah, and I think that is very much what I, what I thought about for this podcast to do, because it was kind of, as I said, a kind of last minute thing, like what would be interesting to, to talk about? And I, I like to hear that we all had these kind of um, uh, these kind of experiences, and and of course it doesn't end here. We are all we are on the track, and more things will be coming. And uh, speaking for myself, I just uh, really made some some huge changes for for the months to come. Um, I have just to mention one thing. I have no idea of whether I can actually carry. 
my uh, my MacBook with me because I really want to walk a lot. And and then any every single gram or ounce that you take extra um, is one more to carry. Um, is it possible to produce the things that I produce only on my telephone? Well, yes, with the podcast, but with writing, I don't know. I need a lot of sources and research, etc. In theory, you can do it on the phone. I'm not sure if I will set that challenge to myself as well, but if I take my MacBook, I take another challenge because I'll be carrying one and a half kilos extra um, while I'll be walking in in uh, in, in really hot, hot countries in, in Europe and potentially even in the Middle East. So um, uh, those are, yeah, those are the challenges that are that are coming up for me. If, um, if I don't want to continue too long, but if I can ask uh, to, to Evelyn and Sharon, but also for uh, for the others, if you want to speak, you can, if you don't want to speak, but you have a comment, you can also uh, write a comment. I didn't see any comments, by the way, uh, today. Uh, Evelyn referred to it, but I don't see them. Yeah. Maybe that was by. Oh, Willie! Willie was just saying that Eastern Maine is pretty cool as well. When we were talking about Switzerland and Arizona, mm, Arcadia National Park still have to go there. It's high on my list. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I see clapping. <laughs> <Must be Willy. laughs> I don't know if it's Willie. <laughs> but yeah. Um, yeah. So, but um, yeah. But if you have any advice for others um on on changing your lifestyle would there be one or two or three things um, would get you would give others just you know dare to go outside your comfort zone it's it's where it's where you grow if you just keep doing what you know there's not going to be change i think it was was it albert einstein who said if you just keep doing the same thing and you expect different results yeah something i can't I should be better at quoting Einstein, but anyway, it's something well, to that effect. For things he never said, so this could, oh, yeah, this that's could true. be one of those. <laughs> that's true. Um, yeah, Willie's saying, go that's for it, point. take the plunge. So, yeah, yeah. Um, really, um, find friends who encourage you. That's a huge one for me. That's what I found in David, Willie, and that entire group. Yeah. Find people who just encourage you to do things like willie's now in the chat room saying go for it take the plunge you know just have have encouraging friends have friends that you would like to be like or you know yeah friends that are encouraging and i'm making a ton of new friends because a lot of my old friends and i cut ties with my family mostly as well uh, for other reasons, but anyway, find an encouraging environment and just you know, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I think that's the main that's the main one. And for you, um, put some like sandbags or something in your backpack to practice walking <laughs> with weight. Um, just you know, yeah. get, get some practice in while it's still. Well, you said it was already hot in Ottawa, but yeah. you know. I don't. Try I that. don't really dare to. I, I I got the backpack out of the the carton box it was in, and um, I looked at it. <laughs> That's as far as I am. <laughs> I guess I still got a challenge. I like your point okay. that you're just just mentioning on um, on 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 having friends that encourage you because that is such an important point for all your life. Just you know be surrounded by people that that are positive and encourage you and those that only take energy just dump them i mean it sounds harsh but just yeah. just just don't have them around you you live only once don't spend all your time on them um i'll, I'll let sharon and maybe i can just make how do i do yes uh, i can do invite to speak and then i think you is that something else let's see what now does something change no because now you're just on list okay then i do Oh, there you are. Now you're, you moved up one level. <laughs> oh, gosh. I'm so sorry. I'm not hosting this, Alex. No, I was, um, I was, I... I was trying another button, but that's, that's easier because then we can speak with the three of us. Well, well, it came on and it said you're invited to speak. So I thought, oh, yeah, okay. I'm pushing that one. Yes. Um, I'll be brief. I think um, what I've learned is to open it up to the universe. Um, say it out loud. 
you know, I, I keep a lot of things inside and I think, well, I'm not going to tell anybody. I'm just going to, and, and it's good to plan and don't just, you know, blurt out everything. But I think um, at my age, I think you just have to open it up to the universe. And I think the universe will respond because there's, if you're putting out the energy that you want to make a change, if you're putting out the energy that, you know, I've done the work. I've done some mental work about this. I've done some spiritual work, if you will. I have faith. Um, I think then I need to give the universe a chance to respond. And sometimes, you know, things will happen and you will think it's a coincidence. And it may be a coincidence, but it may be the universe, you know, um, kind of giving you that energy back. So what I would say is forget the labels and forget what you should be. And, you know, when I meet new people, I've got to stop just giving myself like this, you know, professional title because I think either it's going to impress them or uh, it's going, you know, they're going, I don't know what I think, but I just, I think that you just need to meet people where they are and just be yourself, just simply be yourself and and see if they respond to you and if, and if they give you positive energy and they encourage you like evelyn said then keep them in their in your circle if they don't then gently get them out of your circle and and i've had to do that a lot and you know when i when i tell some of my friends i'm leaving i i, I want to do something else they're like well wait you can't you know but you've always done this and so you have to be ready for that and and i yeah. think that you have to really be ready for that and you have to be kind of strong and you have to be vulnerable, but mostly you have to be brave and you just have to go for it. So that's it. Thank you. Yeah, yeah I think that's also that's yeah. an interesting element that you mentioned that when you start to change, when you make a lifestyle change, you will see that other people in your surroundings may not always encourage you to do it, uh, but they... Uh, for them, it may be frightening. You might be leaving them or you are changing suddenly. You know, you're, it, when you are changing, you're changing their surroundings as well because you're part of their surroundings. And the reaction might be conservative. If you're suddenly saying, hey, guys, I'm, I'm going to do jogging every evening. So that means that I'm no longer going to the cafe to drink beer with you then they will say, well, you shouldn't be jogging. It's bad for your heart. You know, you might get a heart attack. You better come to the cafe and drink beer with us because you've been doing that for years. And so that those kind of reactions are, um, are, are more often than not kind of negative. And therefore, it's imp important to, as, as Evelyn said, to have people that, uh, that encourage you and that, that, yeah. that say that you want to make change. I, I also realized that, um, you know, making new friends they don't know who you're supposed to be. They don't know your story. They don't know how you grew up. They don't know all that. So they just react to who you are now. Yeah. And that was an important lesson for me. Yeah. yeah. Just finding yeah. the right kind of friends. And I think Willie will agree with me that I have made really good friends, mostly online. And, you know, it's like, um, I'm still a bit too attached to who I was in terms of how I grew up in certain respects, but I'm more aware of it. So I'm slowly um, starting to detach from that um, very, I wouldn't say my parents were necessarily um, conservative, but the area I grew up in is like a, a very, very, very conservative. So the most I still conservative have... part of a rather conservative country, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> <laughs> Certainly right. the European standard. <laughs> yeah, no, it's not. It's not the most conservative part, but in this area, it's it's one of the more, more conservative parts. Yeah, definitely. And um, yeah, I don't know. It's um, I'm just. It, very, very, very um, proud of myself and also grateful that I was encouraged by people to make the changes or I was encouraged by people through the changes that I was able to make. So that's just 
Yeah. It's, it's yeah. important to find those people who encourage you, just like Sharon said. I agree with everything. Um, yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> well, this is, I'm, I'm looking at the clock. I see we're riding on for more than an hour, actually, which I not <laughs> at all thought we would do because this was a completely unprepared thing. It was just like, okay, I just make a nice photo. I throw it on Twitter and then we... We see what happens. And we've been all talking for an hour. I thought it was really, really interesting. And thanks so much, Evelyn and, mm. and, and Sharon, for doing this. Uh, Thank you. This, this together. And I, I wonder where um, all our lives, including for the other listeners, in, in, in what directions we will be going, what, what kind of uh, new experiences we will get, because it doesn't stop here. I mean, it's a continuing thing. I know, as I said for myself, that I'm going to put... Uh, put a, quite a bit of uh, challenges in in uh, in my lifestyle, but also in in the kind of work that I do. Trying to combine work with travel, etc. Um, it's going to be fun, but it's going to be it's going to be very interesting. I have no idea where I'm going to end up. Um, and uh, but midway, I'll spend quite a bit of time on uh, on my favorite Dutch island. So um, I'm, I'm I'm not sharing too much of my plans, but I'll certainly be there as well. Um, and um, and expect some uh, some island stories. Um, so yeah, so that is uh, that's it. I I I really appreciate it. I thought this was fun. This was a completely different podcast than all the other ones uh, we normally do. Um, I'll certainly next few days. I'm quite busy. There's all kinds of completely different things. Um, but I'll be uh, I'll be doing a, a Sunday thought podcast at at five o'clock in the afternoon. It's become a bit of a tradition in the past. What is it? Six or eight weeks? I have no idea what I'll be talking about, but uh, you will notice. And then next week um, I will have a podcast on Monday at eleven o'clock. There's likely one on Tuesday, but that one is not. Uh, sure yet that might be at two o'clock um, and it might be about rainforest but that one is not very sure um, then on Wednesday I have an interview with an author who wrote a book about uh, how to travel without using airplanes or at least as little as possible which is uh, which promises to be interesting and that is at 11 o'clock so just like the one on Monday and then on Thursday um, I will, of course, have uh, the regular uh, podcast with Alistair. He is still in uh, the south of England with a pretty crappy Wi-Fi, as you heard in the last pod podcast. Uh, but it was doable. Sometimes he f his voice falls away a bit. So Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, probably four in a row. With the Sunday as well, probably five in a row starting uh, Sunday. So that explains why I have like a two-day break. And I will send out uh, a Substack newsletter that I was making this morning and that took me more time than expected, which explains why I prepared this so badly. And uh, I will send out that newsletter probably uh, very soon in, uh, in like 15 minutes or so. Um, another uh, short one uh, as the kind of short newsletters that I'm trying to make for the, for the, for the months uh, to come. It actually became longer than I thought it would. Um, and I'm working on a few other uh, newsletters as well if I find the time to um, to finish those. Um, if you can find other people that want to subscribe to the newsletter, uh, growth has really stopped. Actually, I went a little bit down in following uh, for the very first time, uh, which is also one of the reasons why I changed the concept, because I can only travel if people pay for what I'm producing. So if you have friends that are interested in a subscription, please encourage them uh, to... Um, uh, to subscribe or give them a, a subscription to the newsletter that would uh, that would really help uh, but don't feel any pressure um it's uh, at the end of the day it's just uh, it's a lot of fun okay that's it uh, a long uh, last words um, uh, um after after all we already did i hope to see you all back in all those other podcasts uh, starting on sunday and i wish you a wonderful weekend it has started for some of you for others like sharon it will uh, start a bit later and i hope you'll have lovely weather and a good time and i hope to see you back very soon thanks so much especially evelyn and sharon for doing this uh, with the three of us bye bye <laughs>